I am Neil Edwards, and this is The Leadership Range, where we elevate the voices of black and brown coaches, leaders, and allies, and have soulful conversations about all things at the intersections of leadership, relationships and teams, well-being, and inclusion. Here I offer deep insights and practical tips for work and life. You were promised fish, but they gave you chicken. It's on the menu, but it's not available. The online dating profile didn't match the in-real-life look or personality, which is true 63% of the time according to Top10.com. Relationships begin in essence before reality. And when reality reveals itself, if it doesn't match the original essence narrative, there is a relationship crisis and a strong potential for a breakup. Corporations, the people who lead their cultural, talent acquisition, and diversity narratives often miss this crucial aspect of relationship systems intelligence. They miss it because they're completely blind to it. In organization and relationship systems intelligence work, one of three dimensions that addresses how a system functions is called relationship path. Relationship path is about how we become conscious and intentional about what we create together. It reveals deeper meaning and the power and potential in relationship systems. When I say I work at the intersection of leadership, teams and relationships, well-being and inclusion, relationship systems intelligence is the binder that brings all of these things together. It elevates distributed leadership to the more interconnected, systems-oriented leadership. It weaves individual well-being into the fabric and mosaic of collective, cultural well-being. Belonging lives here. And it creates the inextricable marriage between leadership and inclusive leadership, rather than the separation between the two in the standard leadership development discourse. I teach, examine, and supervise, coach, facilitate, and advise based on relationship systems intelligence. Diversity, inclusion, equity, and justice work require a high degree of relationship and systems awareness. This RSI model is a uniquely powerful currency for scaled corporate DNI work, for individual leaders, and even for teams and large groups. It matters because companies are in relationship with their employees. Companies create relationship with their employees before they hire them. PR, marketing, and recruiting are huge dating apps. Company profiles are not always accurate. That inaccuracy can create relationship crisis that leads to attrition, financial, and other losses. Employees, especially black and brown employees, can end up personally and professionally compromised. Livelihood, positive professional experiences, and health and life depend on it. For today, if you're a CEO, another executive bio or PR marketing or recruiting leader, I'm going to point you in a, in, a, in a different direction than the status quo. It is easily worth millions of dollars for many corporations that employ or recruit black and brown people. If you are a black or brown person seeking employment, you'll gain new insights that can strengthen your examination of the company profiles you're considering for relationship. And I say getting into because the fact is, they are trying to date you. You have a certain set of advantages because of that. If you are already employed and in relationship with a company, and the internal reality does not match the essence of the external message, then hopefully you'll feel empowered to make requests aligned with the, the essence of the original profile 
to save the relationship. If not that, you will at least have clarity on what the relationship is and what it is not. Make empowered choices from there. There is a particular problem to be elevated here. Companies create relationship essence through their narratives to attract prospective employees. This narrative is often how people first meet their future employer. This narrative and the first meetings are what we who do RSI work call the original relationship myth in the relationship path dimension. It sets the foundation, the essence of the relationship. Through recruiting, it feeds the relationship and begins to give it meaning, power, and potential. When companies tell stories about their culture of inclusion and belonging and and the career potential, it is really attractive to new black and brown employees. So they commit to the relationship and take the job. After they get the job, what RSI calls consensus reality reveals itself. Expected diversity is hard to find. Inclusion is elusive. Belonging is a distant stretch aspiration. They encounter racism, individual and systemic, beyond the dream in the essence of the external narrative that they heard. The dating profile was not true, basically. The relationship is now in crisis and it may come to a premature end, costing money, brand equity, emotional, mental, and spiritual harm, and more. It is an extreme waste. All we have to do is look at the diversity data, specifically attrition data and often the super secret interview, exit interview, or other HR data. People quit because of consensus reality, not because of the original myth. I would say organizational blindness to this this gap has collectively cost billions of dollars. Organization and relationship systems intelligence informs decisions and investments to avoid losses in talent, creativity, innovation, cultural and brand equity, and plain hard money, cash. The alternative is blacklash. Yes, blacklash. The wave of corporate loss of black and brown talent after two to five years, and the unique harm on black and brown employees. For corporate executives, the solutions are straightforward, but will require energy because the headwinds of the status quo will certainly resist. First, stop with the false narratives. For example, we are an inclusive culture. If it is not true, and usually it's not, then don't say it. Use aspirational language without creatively excluding the truth. For example, the language, we are advancing our culture of belonging, becomes, we aspire to achieve a true culture of belonging by advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion in everything we do. Finally, stop convincing yourself the narrative is not false. At best, it it epitomizes leadership and self-deception. At worst, it is white supremacy and racism revealing itself through its assumption of truth, rightness, and superiority, essentially power, privilege, and rank. Revisit the last episode of The Leadership Range, titled The Nature of the Problem. For black and brown job seekers, do not accept the message at face value. Do not accept the essence of the message at face value. Two, start asking for DNI data. Three, ask to speak to black and brown employees during the interview process or talk to them online uh, in these online communities to get the truth. Then make your decision based on that truth so you are not disillusioned when reality strikes. For black and brown employees, folks who already have jobs and are now 
living in the set of circumstances that represents reality. One, get support internally from other black and brown employees. This could be peers, mentors, or inside inclusion networks. Most companies have inclusion networks, and hopefully you're not the only black person in the entire company. Two, hire an external coach or therapist or both. If you happen to work in a company with internal professional coaches, then request to have one. Now, this can get a bit tricky because you'll need a coach who can empathize, is not blind to how racism is experienced in the workplace, and doesn't get tripped up talking about racism in blunt terms. This is important because there are very few minority coaches employed internally, so your coach will most likely be white. And so you need to ask questions because, the, you know, there are coaches who are white that can do this work. I, I know some of them. Um, but black internal coaches are extremely rare. For example, I ended up being the only black male internal professionally trained coach among 55,000 employees. And I know fewer than a whole hand of fingers around the world that are internal coaches. Three, take care of your physical health. You will need energy. And the public health data is clear on the impact of systemic racism and exclusion on black bodies. So there's one last thing I want to say for today. And this is for corporate executives who genuinely want to change the consensus reality in their company. It is not enough to go for the aspirational and resonant goals of belonging and equity. They sound nice, feel good, and, and seem to be a sweet spot for comfort but they are not producing desired outcomes. To avoid blacklash, systemic and structural racist systems and processes in the organization need to be dismantled. The company needs to put a clear anti-racist stake in the ground. Otherwise, blacklash will continue, and it doesn't have to be that way. All it takes to begin is saying yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Leadership Range. If you enjoyed the episode, I invite you to peruse the others for more great conversations. If you know someone you think ought to be on the podcast, please send me an email at neil at neiledwardscoaching.com. To connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash nedwards07. I look forward to you joining in for more conversations each Monday on The Leadership Range.